Hello, and welcome to the Objective Health Show. My name is Erica, and I will be your host today. And joining me in the virtual studio is Doug, Elliot, Tiffany, and in the background on the tech machine is Damien. <laughs> so welcome all. Hello. Hello. So halfway through 2020, one, <laughs> I almost said 2020, and um, we are being bombarded with all kinds of very interesting information by the hour. And in addition to the leaking of vital information that we've been reporting on since the very beginning, today's show is going to concentrate more on physicians and medical researchers, people in the medical industry speaking out about the failure of medical leadership. And what kind of sparked this for me uh, was a article carried on SOT.net called World-Renowned Physician Blows the Lid Off COVID Vaccines. And uh, so I'll just start there. Uh, this is Dr. Peter McCullough. He is a uh, doctor of cardiology, I believe. Um, and he has also been testifying at the Senate Committee on Health and Human Services about his concerns regarding the complete lack of concern and care in this distribution of vaccination. Um, so he's an internist, cardiologist, epidemiologist, and professor of medicine at the College of Medicine in Dallas, Texas. Um, he Recently, this video was actually put out on the 27th of May, and he really talks about three things that stood out, that uh, doctors obviously have a lot of control and influence on the public, and that they have a Hippocratic oath to uphold, also compassionate care, and a fiduciary responsibility of a doctor to patients. Um, so he came out and just revealed some very concerning information. Um, a lot of it we've actually covered on this show, but we just wanted to kind of go through and discuss it some more. Um, we do recommend watching the entire 17 minute video so you can get an idea of more of the nuances. But basically his opening statement was this entire pandemic is about a vaccine. And we see this in how all sort of other alternatives have been censored, people have been banned, doctors have had their livelihoods and their jobs um, put at stake for suggesting things like, I'll just use Dr. Pierre Corey as an example, ivermectin, right? So these people obviously working with people who are sick and dying from COVID, no treatments that work, prior to the warp speed vaccine rollout. And these people are being banned. And, and I've said on a previous show, you know things are really bad when, especially in the United States, congressional meetings and Senate hearings are banned from YouTube because most yeah. of us don't have the opportunity to go to these public spaces and hear this information. And so there's obviously a very controlled effort to keep that information from the general public. And I'm sure you folks in Europe can speak more on that about how that happens in Europe. 
but it's very concerning that it's just vaccinate, vaccinate, vaccinate. Um, no concern for people that have natural immunity. I mean, even pushing people to get vaccinated that have already had COVID-19 mm-hmm. seems very irresponsible. And um, so he's one of many doctors calling for a halt on this um, vaccination program, that it's just really not in the best interests and doctors and researchers should know. First and foremost, they have a Hippocratic oath to uphold. So what do you guys think? What's your take on it? Was it's were you really as disturbed as I was? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's it really is worth watching um in its entirety because he dropped some pretty serious bombs. And um he is weren't you telling me, Erica, that he's like um I mean, he's a cardiologist, but he also, I mean, he's, a, he's an advocate for kind of early treatment. Um, he's, he's been uh, treating people early when they have COVID and managing to, you know, it's a very manageable disease at that point. Um, and, you know, I think at one point he's, he, he was just saying that, you know, so many people are dying because everybody thinks it's not curable. Everybody thinks that it isn't, uh, it isn't treatable in any way. So... Yeah, I don't know. He's he's uh, he's a good guy to keep kind of keep an eye on because he's definitely saying some some good things. Well, and he'll say in the beginning he did vaccinate his um, patients and that he was fortunate to not have anyone die from a side effect. But coming around uh, March, he actually in good conscience could no longer recommend the vaccine. And, you know, for those that have been kind of reading about all this, he's not the first doctor to come out and say that. Um, One thing that's kind of interesting is he hasn't received the blowback that people like Dr. Mercola have or other doctors. Um, And he basically is not afraid of it. He said the science speaks for itself. You know, Um, one thing that was really important that should be sent home to everyone is that there's been no updates on safety uh, studies like weekly like when you're putting out a new product this is something that the american public and the world in general you know there should be a safety update weekly on what's happening like people should be told about the adverse side effects you know um we all now know that there's a generally a 99 percent chance of survival. So why uh, push something that was studied for less than two months in observational study and now is basically being pushed so radically? And um, his theory is that stakeholders want a needle in everyone's arm and that this is not about a virus. This is about the vaccine. And I will say, he actually said people should listen to Whitney Webb on this, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was very revealing. Um, yeah, and that and it's a horrendous bioweapon too. So, yeah. Well, the, the sheer number of adverse events which have been reported to theirs, if I remember correctly in that talk, he specifically says, he explains like how much effort it takes a physician to actually like fill out the form and on each stage of the form they are there's like a a, a legal 
um, they have to give their signature uh, so much that it could go up in court. And if they're found to be lying, then they could be put in jail kind of thing. Right. So, so it has to be on oath and that um, like the amount of adverse events that are coming from this vaccine, like how it's being whitewashed and certain people are saying, well, just because it's theirs, it means that it's probably unreliable. Like we can't trust the sources. He's saying that, no, like you can, you can almost guarantee that most of these adverse events that are being reported are genuine. Yeah. And the fact is like we've spoken about previously, there's statistics which would suggest that, you know, a very small minute percentage of the total amount of adverse events are even reported. Yeah. So the sheer amount that we're seeing now is only probably a fraction of what is actually going on. I've had some personal direct experience, people getting these vaccines, having very severe reactions and not reporting it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah. 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 I mean, there's the, on the one hand it's people reporting it to the doctor. Um, and on the other hand, the doctor actually reporting it to VARES. So that's two two steps where things might not be happening. But he was also saying that even with the number that are in the VARES database, that, you know, generally, he said something like with sci- the swine flu, if there was like the swine flu vaccine, if there was 25 to 40 adverse events, they would shut it down. It's like, it's not safe. You can't do it. And what is it now on VARES? It's like 4,000, something like that. Yeah. So yeah. 100, 100 times that. Well, and it's not very often you see somebody of this magnitude come out and just call it what it is. What we've been speculating all along, you know, that that, that there's something deeper, more sinister to this agenda. Um, in the video, he talks about never in the history of medical world have we done this type of experimental use of vaccination on pregnant women. And yet we see that happening in the United States and um, without knowledge, uh, safety or efficacy of what it could do to the baby. And he talked about how a baby has no rights. So basically, again, this massive violation of informed consent for both the pregnant woman and for the unborn child. I mean, and I would imagine I haven't gone and and gotten the vaccine, so I can't tell you, but I doubt that at these drive through and all these other places that the vaccines are happening, people are not reading the consent forms thoroughly. They're not getting all of the information. And I know initially, and I don't know now, but I know initially, um, you know, pregnant women were discouraged from getting it. Um, And now it seems in this mad push to get a shot in everybody's arm, we're throwing all caution out the window. And here in North Carolina, they just passed a law that children um, over the age of 12 can get the vaccine without parental consent. Which, which to me is criminal. Um, it's a crime against children. It's so, it just makes me very angry. <laughs> very, very angry. And uh, North Carolina is not the only state. There's actually Mississippi, Alabama, quite a few states. And what we're seeing here is like in this rush to get the, uh, you know, 70% of the 
population of the United States vaccinated, they've got to go for the children, right? Because you've got to get those numbers up. And why that is, I haven't really wrapped my mind around completely, considering that, again, children have like a 99 point whatever you want to say chance of recovering from it. So why, why, why are we going? Children don't even get it really. They don't even get it. It's like, it's, it it just brings home what he was saying that this isn't about a disease. It's about getting people vaccinated. That's the entire purpose behind it. And they just have to keep on expanding the market more and more and more. It's like, well, we've gotten all the people who are willing to get it. All the people we terrified uh, into getting it have got it now. So what's the next market? Well, we can try and force all the people who don't want to get it to get it, or we could go for the easy, easy pickings. Let's go for the kids. Mm-hmm. It really, it's just, it's, it's so evil. It really is. It's evil. very evil. And basically, you know, it's the largest medical malfeasance in history. And, um, what uh, the wrongdoing by those in authority um, is is really criminal. And unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see much come of that as we shared about our dislike of Fauci. <laughs> but I think that um, doctors and why we decided to do this show are there, you, you know, at some point it's your conscience. And can you go along with this? Can now having all of this science and we have a few other doctors that we're going to mention here um, in good faith, how could you go along with something that you can clearly see is not for the benefit of humans, period. So... Well, there was another two doctors, um, and this was a while ago, end of last year, um, Dr. Vodarg and Dr. Michael Yeadon um, in December, December 1st of 2020. And Michael Yeadon is the ex-Pfizer head of respiratory research. Um, and Dr. Wolfgang Vodarg is a lung specialist and former head of the public health department. Um, And anyway, they uh, filed an application with the EMA, the European Medical Agency, um, responsible for EU-wide drug approval for the immediate suspension of all SARS-CoV-2 vaccine studies, in particular the BioNTech-Pfizer study, Um, basically because of, they say it should be suspended until they have um, a study design that accounts for um, all of the negative adverse events that are being um, reported. So essentially what they're saying is these things are not safe, and until they are safe, all these studies should be suspended. Um, the specific points they talk about, they say the formation of uh, so-called non-neutralizing antibodies can lead to an exaggerated immune reaction. We've talked about that on the, the show before. Um the idea that once someone comes into contact after vaccination, they come into contact with the uh, the the wild virus and have an amplified um, immune reaction to it. Um, anyway, I won't go through all of these, but basically they're giving a, a number of different points on why the vaccines are not safe and calling for a suspension of the trials. I don't think this went anywhere. Um, it was back in December, and I certainly didn't hear of any trials being canceled or called off or anything like that because of the letter that uh, um, the two these two doctors wrote. But it's nice that they're actually coming forward. You know, the theme of the show 
we're talking about doctors who are basically speaking out. And, you know, it's, it's good to see that there are doctors that still have a conscience to a certain extent and uh, are willing to, to speak out on it. Yeah, just to add, I was pleased to see that they had mentioned that the the studies that they've done are way too short in duration mm-hmm. to allow for any um, estimation of like long term side effects. Like no one knows the long term side effects of these vaccines. No one. We're still in the short term window. <laughs> you know, we're still in like within the year. Yeah. So, so these, the, the fact that they would even consider using these on pregnant women and children is so absolutely evil. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so unacceptable. And this is unprecedented, like, frankly, unprecedented. I mean, when has this been done in recent times? I mean, like, pregnant women and children, they're generally not experimented on in this kind of way. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's why, like, for most medications, it will say, consult your doctor if you're pregnant. Consult your doctor if you're under 12 years old. You know, like, (laughs) this is not intended for pregnant women. This is not intended for children. So how have we gotten to a point where... Like, very few people are even, like, questioning how this is even happening. Yeah. It's just come out of nowhere, right? It's just been sprung upon people so fast that it's almost like, uh, I mean, it's amazing that there's only a couple of people who are actually standing up against this and trying to campaign against it. Yeah. It's truly bizarre. It really goes directly against the Hippocratic Oath. Um, You know, the, the idea, first, do no harm. Right? It's like they don't know if they're doing harm because there haven't been these long-term studies. How could there be? They invented these last year. They just came out with these things, and they're already injecting them into people. Obviously, there's no long-term studies. There couldn't possibly well, be long-term studies. Well, they're trying to claim that the 10 years of research that they've done prior to this gives them some kind of leg up on oh, yeah. you know, having to go through like thorough safety studies. But the experiment is ongoing. I mean, this... Uh, letter that these two doctors, Dr. Wodarg and uh, Yeaton, this was in December of 2020, before the big, big vaccine rollout. There were still Mm -hmm. actual studies going on at that time. Nothing happened. The studies didn't stop. Not only did the studies not stop, but the vaccine rollout continued and it continued to be pressed and pressed and pushed and pushed and pushed on people. And, you know, this just... Uh, verifies what Dr. Peter McCullough says. This is all about the vaccine. This is not about some deadly virus sweeping through the late, the nation or through the entire world that's going to kill everybody. You know, people have been sickened. People have gotten sick, but there's um, a lot of uh, fudging the numbers with this. So we all know that it's not the deadly scourge that they say it is. Yet everything still continues because they want vaccines in people at all costs. Um, so we know that there's something in this vaccine that they want in people. It's very, very important that this get into people. So uh, more doctors need to 
wake up and to notice this and to speak out on it. And I mean, we can't just say, oh, the doctors need to say something. They need to save us all. It's up to everyone individually to do their own research and to speak up for themselves, stand up for themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that's a really good point. If like this idea that perhaps, I mean, there's, there's something fishy going on and that mm -hmm. for some reason, like they really want as many people getting these vaccines as possible. And like, uh, there's another uh, professor. His name is uh, Professor Doctor Marty Macquarie. So this guy is a professor with the John Hopkins School of Medicine, one of the most well-known kind of medical uh, institutions in the United States. Right? It's known across the world. Um, he has essentially come out and said. I mean, this was in uh, May. This was published. So he's come out and said that you know. Um, like a half of Americans already like they have natural immunity against this virus. Um, why is no one like, no, why is no one paying attention to this? So he says um, like uh, he, he, he calls this the biggest failure of medical leadership, right? So he's dismissing it. He's, he's, he's saying that this is what they've, done the way that they're approaching this virus is the biggest failure of medical leadership but i actually disagree i mm. i think that yeah okay um more people should be questioning this and they should be kind of standing up for what is true but ultimately it seems as though um at some level it's not a failure it's an intended effect mm -hmm. right it's it's like it doesn't matter how much data there is showing the opposite there is a conscious de deception there's this conscious intention going on here it's not like oh people have made mistakes no. or, oh this is a failure of medical leadership well it's like well no there is a um th there is a, a like a, a drive to get this into people despite there being lots of evidence showing that it's potentially very very dangerous it has very few benefits as in it doesn't protect against the virus it's not about the virus whatsoever so the question is why on earth do they want to get it into so many people one could say okay yeah there's financial incentive there's financial gain on the part of big pharma but still i mean they've been operating for what 100 years and there's lots of ways that they make money they already make a lot of money and they already have a lot of mm -hmm. vaccines they have a lot of drugs so what is so different about the coronavirus you know okay there's probably a lot of people who think oh well you know this is going to be a massive profit maker kind of thing but i don't buy into the idea that this is merely a financial thing it's it's like there is something about these vaccines, and I'm not sure what it is, purely speculation. It seems to me that there's something different about these vaccines mm. and that the aim is to get as many people vaccinated, even if it is not financially kind of uh, beneficial in the long run, right? Because it, there's a, it seems as though there's a good chance that this stuff's going to come out at some point because it's... Uh, you know, it's like a, a once in a lifetime kind of situation. So uh, I, I suspect things could could turn on the on, on big pharma at some point in the future. People, you know, people are not happy kind of thing. But I, I don't know. It's well, I think that the people at the top and the um, the people at the top of the pharmaceutical industries, uh, 
they like to claim incompetence or ignorance just as a defense of the actual evil intent if you were to look very closely that you can't really come to any other logical conclusion that there's uh not something evil behind that's going on but you know they'll be satisfied you know if everything just falls apart a bunch of people die they can just claim incompetence or we didn't know or we made these mistakes they're not just going to come out and say yeah we intended to harm a lot of people that'll never happen no or they're creating lifelong patients a continuous stream of revenue so one you know, it being an mRNA, which I'm speculating is essentially GMO, but for a medical purpose, I mean, I could be wrong about that. I'm not a scientist, but, you know, so, but they, but they get people to accept this. And then for the rest of people's lives, they have medical issues. So back to the pregnant women, you know, we know now that this can be passed on to the child, you know, women in particular who aren't even pregnant or have had excessive bleeding. You know, there's all these things that would require you, especially if you are not doing your own research, like, well, what's gone net wrong now? I need to go back to my doctor. And, you know, and, and so this endless gravy train, if you will, of people giving up all sort of independent, you know, choice and just turning it over to the white lab coats and you know they'll know what to do and so and also having that endless trust with all the new things that come out after this all the smart technology all the nano whatever you know i mean it's endless and so that's the obviously little bit out there fringe side of me speaking on that. But, you know, I, I do, it just seems like if they could create this perfect scenario where they just get everybody to turn to them for anything, you know, um, trust the science, mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter well, what the side effects are. <laughs> some would argue that traditional vaccines before the COVID vaccine, that was their very purpose to, create lifelong patients for big pharma. Mm-hmm. But uh, there is something quite different about this new COVID jab. Don't want to really call it a vaccine. Of course, it's the totally new technology and the fact that we're giving it to pregnant women and to children at all costs. Everything revolves around reducing vaccine hesitancy. So it, it, it's mind-boggling. Can't I guess we can look back on this maybe <laughs> if we're still around in a few years and say, wow, that was a crazy time. But there's <laughs> been so much outside of this whole Corona theater going on that, you know, maybe we don't have that luxury <laughs> to have actual court proceedings for people, you know, to really dig to the bottom of what happened. I don't know. No. I don't think we're going to see like the Nuremberg trials of no, COVID. No. I don't think we're going to see that. Even Fauci's going to get away with it all, like we were talking about on the last <laughs> show. Well, and really, it's up to you, you know, what we've shared for what, six years now? Like just even sharing with people in your vicinity, community, family, friends, like, 
just wait, you know, like the, the joke now is, well, I'm not taking the vaccine because I'm part of the control, right? If this is an experiment and we're experimenting, you have to have a control group. So, you know, maybe that's why they're not mandating it yet. Or, you know, there, I mean, there's just so many things at play here that we just haven't seen yet, but it is funny going back and looking at our past shows that we've done. And I think in 2020, I don't know if you folks remember this, but in January, you know, we talked about the World Health Organization and the top 10 things. And one of those top 10 things was Mm -hmm. combating vaccine hesitancy. So now you have these doctors coming out, you have all this censorship, you have all this stuff going on that's like even being carried on Fox News, for God's sake. And people are still doubling down. Like, you know, there are vaccine hesitant people, but the narrative is so strong and so blasting that, um, you know, it, it just like Tiffany said, boggles the mind. I, I, I it's so, and, and it, you get angry too. Like I shared, you know, especially with women and children, pregnant women and children. Like, I just don't understand. I don't understand that. I feel like that's a special place in hell for people that think that that's okay to do that. So, yeah. Did we have another example of a doctor? I mean, there's probably going to be many more, but um, Malcolm Kendrick. Yeah. That's who I was just going to bring up actually. Yeah. Go for it. Well, he's, um, I've actually been following him for quite a while, um, just because he was talking about the nutrition side of things, specifically, you know, um, the diet heart, heart hypothesis, all that kind of, we haven't talked about that for a long time on this show, but we used to actually do, do it quite regularly. We were talking about, you know, the whole cholesterol myth and all that kind of stuff. He was a big, um, proponent of not getting rid of animal foods. Um, that, you know, cholesterol, he really would go into the details on the numbers on uh, cholesterol and what they really mean and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I've been following for a, for a while, but he's also become quite vocal about the COVID vaccinations and COVID, the whole lockdowns, all that kind of thing. Um, and he's actually got a gig on RT now. He's been writing on RT Um he has his own blog, which is where he publishes most of his stuff. But he was just um, doing this. This article was called, I'm a doctor, but COVID's broken my faith in medical research. I can't believe anything I read or accept any mainstream facts, uh, which kind of just says it all. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you've got a doctor who basically is saying he no longer trusts medical research. Um, but he details in this article how he is kind of being attacked he's had complaints two complaints against him from the general general medical council um and a complaint from nhs england he's in the uk um and two irate phone calls from other doctors informing me i shouldn't make any negative comments about vaccines so yeah just goes to show you but um it seems like they're kind of i mean the gmc is kind of the big the big institution that kind of is the oversight for doctors in the UK and um, if they're coming after you there's a good chance like you could lose your ability to practice medicine so he's um, he's sticking to his guns though and good for him um, yeah 
anyway, hopefully he'll uh, he'll keep on and keep on with this uh, this um, keep writing for RT essentially because he's good. Uh, he's one of the good guys. Yeah, he basically said in that article, "The Dark Ages are returning." <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's right. What does he say? We are moving back to the prevailing systems of thoughts to fanciful guessing and the mere citing of authorities to establish the truths of science. Yeah. Yeah, so. he was talking about how during the Enlightenment, there was kind of the scientific method was laid down as the best way of knowing independently of experts um, what the truth was and that we're actually leaving that now. Um, we're kind of coming full circle and going back again to, um, you know, the elite dictating what the truth is rather than uh, objective science actually um, showing the facts for what they are. Which is really funny considering everyone out there screaming and yelling about how you need to trust the science. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Which yeah obviously that is not true basically that just means trust the science that we tell you to trust yeah. trust what we say that's the that science, we're peddling basically. to you yeah. yeah don't look at these guys <laughs> it's the it's Could, like the religion right the mm -hmm. science the science is the new god <laughs> trust the science yes so Anything else we have to add? I'm sure there's many more doctors will stay abreast on this topic. As, as I said in the beginning, stuff came, seems to be coming out by the hour. So mm -hmm. staying up to date is uh, can be challenging, but it's also, uh, in a sense, uh, rewarding to not, as I've said many times, know that you're we're crazy people <laughs> that, that you know i've always had mm, i don't know about that let me let's just wait and see wait and see kind of thing you know mm -hmm. so uh that is um encouraging you know because uh, we're you know in our own way we're trying to practice the art of good science and just being open to all possibilities and willing to be proven wrong too at the same time so mm -hmm. Well, if there's nothing else, um, thank you all for joining in. And um, we will come back next week with a entertaining and hopefully a little bit more uplifting topic. Uh, Doubtful. We'll see. <laughs> 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 Times will tell. <laughs> so thank you all. Have a great day. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.